1: We're so very happy to um, have Amelia and Colin um, back at the store. Uh, we're always happy to have them here. Uh, Colin Lynette is the author of Revelation, Animal Collection, fondly, fondly, Coyote, and Hanks Stay. His writing has appeared in Playboy, the Swinney's LA Review Books, The Believer, and numerous other journals and anthologies. Um, he lives in San Francisco. We're very happy to have him here. And Amelia Gray is the author of several books including AMPM, Museum of the Weird, Threats, and Gutshot. Her fiction and essays have appeared in The New Yorker, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Journal Tin House, and Vice. So the way the evening will work will come out here. Um, they'll both read and engage in discussion and then open it up for question and answer. So um, please welcome Colin and Amelia.
2: I want well, to sit here. I'm okay. <laughs> my belongings. It's going fine. Hi guys, thanks for coming. Um, so I, I wow, sorry. I, I think that um, what I would like to do, and Colin was okay with it, but change if you want. I might. Okay. Uh, I think that I'd like. I, I'm going to read a little short story, and Colin's going to read um, part of his part of his book. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about writing, books, presses maybe? Process. Henry James? Yeah. And then we will and um, we'll do some QA. It's gonna be a brisk forty five to fifty minutes. It's gonna feel good. And then at that point we're gonna all go home. Okay. I like to, <laughs> I like to set expectations. Okay. So so my name's Amelia. Uh, I, write, I write short stories and novels and, and different things, and um, uh, one thing that I noticed that was kind of interesting about my writing uh, was that, um, I gotta get it out, Colin, i are gonna <laughs> talk about you later, honey, don't worry about it. Um, one thing that I noticed that was interesting about me and my writing um, was that two years ago I, would, I wrote a lot of um, post-apocalyptic kind of stories that were, you know, people, like, pushing shopping carts through wastelands and things, basically, not to undersell it, but a little bit influenced by the road, um, by Cormac McCarthy, and, uh, but, but in the past year I've been writing post-apocalyptic short stories, but in a different kind of way, like, in a way as if, like, the bomb or whatever like, dropped on a city, or whatever, and, um, Everybody else was fine, and just continued living our lives. Uh, and in a way, that's a little eerier um, to me because I think that that is actually what would slash will happen. So, um, so I, I, I just want to read like a like a short like five-minute story to you that I wrote uh, last week. So I'm feeling very excited about it. Um, it's called "Just Do It." The bomb stopped shipments of mayonnaise, which made life a living hell. Krista tried making her own, mixing egg and oil and adding way too much salt, and though Dave insisted the runny mixture was better than the jarred version, she saw him tap the spoon a few extra times on the edge of the sugar bowl in which she had served it before scraping the thinnest layer across his lunch meat. He smiled brightly at her through a large and grimacing bite. What's your day? she asked. "'Murders and occupations,' he said. "'Want anything from the store?' "'Mayo if they've got it,' she said. He grabbed his coat and kissed her between the eyes, which always made her think there was a target painted there. "'If I could turn back time,' he said. He left, and she burdened herself with scrubbing the dust in the corners of their home. The dust had turned into a calcified shell, but if she jammed a toothpick in, she could get it before it got out of her sight and went general with what lay underneath.' There was a knock on the door, and she put a robe on over her shirt and sweatpants to go and answer it. Outside, a man stood with his hat in his hands. Krista, he said, from Edgemont High, she frowned. That's right. Who interned at Con Ed through senior year? Krista? Who had three parakeets and a dog? Of course, she said. The man squeezed his hat, an old ball cap advertising a yogurt shop. He had strong and capable hands. "'I come from the past,' the man said. "'I have to deliver you a message.' "'All right,' she said. "'You better come in then.' The man entered the house, shy at first, looking to the corners of the hall like they might come down on him. "'I'm surprised,' he said. "'Well, we missed the market crash,' she said, touching a sconce she had never noticed before. It was blue and sort of blended into the wall. Still, it was no excuse.' That you are so trusting, I mean, so guileless, the man said. You were not like this when we knew one another back in high school, which graduated class of 1996. A lot has changed, she said. Would you like a cup of coffee? The man balanced the saucer on his knee in the living room, gazing ruefully at the coffee table. The living room was plush and pleasant, an ivory rug laid over ivory carpet. A lot has changed since we went to high school together at Edgemont High, he said. Yes, she said. Well, for starters, he said, I contracted a rare form of lung cancer from inhaling solvents at the workplace. I went in on a lawsuit against the company, but it cost me many thousands of dollars out of pocket, and when the company prevailed, I was left with nothing. I went into business cutting auto glass, but when a customer came with a stolen car to have the glass repaired, and I was ultimately held partly accountable for the theft... I moved to an apartment and allowed a woman to sleep on my couch, nowhere near my bedroom, but ultimately she was using and selling drugs, and I was implicated in that crime as well. I'm so sorry, Krista said. This was all after the time we spent at Edgemont High, where I was a football player, and you were on the homecoming committee. Yearbook, she said. Yearbook, he repeated, trying to work through the idea in his head. I'm sorry. It's all right, she said, and this was... After you traveled through time. The job came before I traveled through time, he said. A lot happened in the years after high school. You know, if you set your mind to destroying your own life, you can do it within 8 to 10 months. (laughs) So, she said, after that, you built or found a time machine and then you traveled through time. That's right, he said. And you missed everything that happened between then and now. I'm here to ask how you're doing, he said, to catch up on your life and times and to reconnect as friends. Of course, Krista said. I got the job I was hoping to get at Con Ed and moved up through those ranks. I married a man who's in the office as a consultant, and we had a child together. Our child, a girl, passed away three years ago in an accident. I'm sorry, he said. Thank you, she said. The man looked out the window. I also have a child who died. Right, she said. Work got a little challenging after that, and so I left my job about a year and a half ago. It's been nice to support my husband. That's right, he said. You and your husband David have been married for 10 years. I heard about the wedding through mutual friends of ours from Edron High. Dave, she said. That's right, Dave. It's been good to catch up, Krista said. I have also found this time to be satisfying, the man said. Unfortunately, I don't get much pleasure out of life these days between the ongoing problems I face and trying to secure the medication I need for a rare form of lung cancer and for the problems with my recent criminal record over which I have little control. And though I hate to come to you, an old friend, with troubles and requests for help, given my position and the fact that I am estranged from my own family and the mother of my child, I find myself forced to rely on friends to... He stopped. Confused. When Krista walked to the desk and came back with her purse, she took a wallet out and opened it to reveal a surprising amount of cash, maybe three hundred dollars. Three fifty seven, she said, and thirty five cents. Do you want it all? Ma'am, the man said, the cut jittered on its saucer. I'd hate to put you out like this. But what are old friends for? she said, not to support one another. Yes, ma'am, but you don't have to give me all the money. He felt a hot flush of shame as she handed him the cash and change. "'Really, I I think I'd rather you didn't.' "'That's fine,' she said. "'Actually, I'm glad my time has come.' He stood, because she had crouched and was now in the process of lying down on the floor. "'What's happening?' he asked. She looked like a snow angel lying on the ivory rug. "'Go ahead and do it,' she said. "'Do what?' the man asked, panicking now. He was reminded of a woman he once saw in a bike accident, draped over a low curb. "'Are you feeling all right?' The woman was kicking at his ankles. Do it, she said. Do what you came here to do. Do you want to use your hands, or would you prefer a weapon of some type? It was just a little money. Quit mincing, she cried. Do it! Do it! Do it! He reached down to try to hold her foot, but she kicked away. She cycled in place, drumming her heels against the couch. Unsure of what else to do, he folded the money and placed it on the coffee table, bowing strangely on the way out coward she said though he stood outside the door for some minutes she didn't lock it after he left the man walked to the intersection where he had seen the woman on the bicycle the curb where they collected her had been cleaned and a fat pigeon hopped from it down into the road where it tottered under the wheels of a super duty truck stopped at the intersection the birds had lost their sense and reason which was the worst of it the man had been raised to consider the animal kingdom as more reasonable than other types of kingdoms, and so things like this were troubling to him. The light changed, and the super duty truck rolled slowly over the pigeon, flattening it. The man sat down on the sidewalk and cried. The end.
0: Really <laughs> <laughs> great.
2: Um, well, yeah. now I'd like you to read from your book, *The Job of the Wasp*, which is my favorite of your book. Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, you want to? Oh, oof. I'm like, very uncomfortable because I, uh, like, like, I, I hold Amelia in very high esteem. Oh, okay. the who I. However, uh, <laughs> some of the comments she made earlier. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I think like you know, you're you a writer I really admire, and uh, people are going to hear your influence on the pages of this book that is your favorite of all mine, which is
2: something... No, no, um, no. I'm a little narcissist on that.
0: I also want to say uh, tonight that the editor of this book, Yuka Hirashi is here, um, which is nice. it's really great this year. Um, yeah. She doesn't live here. Uh, she, I don't think she's here for this, but she just happened to be in town. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and she sent me a note um, when we were working on the book. The first note, I think, I got uh, after like acceptance and sort of agreement and all that. And it was like there's an overabundance of the following words. Pervert oh. and murder. <laughs> <laughs> pervert and murder. Uh, yeah, pervert <laughs> and murder. <laughs> uh, so I thought I would read uh, a short section um, in which one of those words appears for the first time. In the morning, I was called to the headmaster's office. A small man in suspenders and a striped white shirt was there, and I was made to stand on a stool. He brought up my arms and spread my legs. He gripped each and every part of me, grumbling to himself. The headmaster was at his desk, drawing on two halves of a torn sheet of paper. When he was finished, he placed one half in a drawer by his right knee and crumpled the other half in his left hand. He held the crumpled paper in a fist, which he gently pulsed as he watched the small man grip me. "'You're fatter than boys your height should be,' said the small man. "'I'm sorry,' I said. "'I thought you were an orphan,' he said. "'He stepped away from me, inspected my feet, then stepped back in to grip some more. "'Do you have what you need?' said the headmaster. "'The pants will have to be large in the waist, so they will look baggy around the legs,' said the small man. "'There's nothing I can do about it. "'I have too much to do to take on customized work for every fat orphan sent your way.' I don't mind if they're baggy around the legs, I said. Depending on how baggy they are, said the headmaster, it will be fine. I don't know how baggy they will be just yet, said the small man. He had drawn a notepad from his back pocket and was sketching something. I don't mind if they're baggy, I said again. I brought down my arms. The small man stepped forward and raised my arms once more. If they're too baggy, said the headmaster, still pulsing the crumpled paper, we will send them back. You have to understand that they are going to be baggy, said the small man, lowering his note pen. If you don't understand that, then there's going to be trouble. It's okay, I said. I understand that the pants will be somewhat baggy, said the headmaster. But if they are excessively baggy, we are going to send them back. You're not getting it, said the small man. The boy is fat. He needs a special waist. It's a grown man's waist. He does not have the legs of a grown man. The pants are going to be baggy, and they will be too long. I've never seen an orphan so well fed. Send <laughs> the pants, said the headmaster. "Send pants that he can wear. The small man left in a huff, leaving the door ajar. He's a pervert, said the headmaster. Don't pay him any mind at all. Uh, so from there, uh, things go downhill for the headmaster. The decision was made to bury the headmaster in the garden. <laughs> It was still dark enough, but there were lanterns in the hallway closets of the dormitory, and we sent a group to collect them. We would bury him in the loose dirt, and maybe one day we would eat a pumpkin in his honor. It made us smile, but it was not a joke. We didn't speak as we made our way down the hill to the garden, the headmaster wrapped in a sheet and set in a wheelbarrow pushed by several boys. We took turns digging, and I kept looking to the horizon, expecting to see the sun appear one moment after the next, but it didn't. I had no sense of what our plan for the future would be, our plan for the facility. It wasn't the right time to ask. It all seemed to make sense to the other boys, so I let it go, taking my turn with the shovel and trying to act as agreeable as possible. It was clear to me that unity could never truly be achieved if everyone wanted to lead the unification process. I had gone about the project all wrong, storming in and demanding respect. I had expected it and accepted nothing less, so it was no wonder they'd wanted to open me up. The boy who could not keep his glasses on spoke over the graves after we were done with them. I have a poem to read, he said, taking a lantern, holding it up as he withdrew a bit of paper from his pocket. I've only just written it, he said, and it's not very good. (laughs) Each of us found some part of the earth to watch as he read. I'm a little bug, he said.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe not one of the ones that stings, the one still people build, still bat away or crush with a book. Maybe one that people aren't afraid of, but one they don't necessarily want to look at. I once had a fold of fabric under which I was protected, to which I could comfortably cling and where I felt safe, which is important because a bug is always in danger. But it is the nature of cloth to move and unfold, and it is the nature of weird little bugs to move too, though cloth is never afraid as we bugs can be. Today I am shaken from my fold and falling. That's all I've got so far. (laughs) He was right, it wasn't good. (laughs) We applauded his efforts and began our silent ascent of the hill. In the morning, maybe some of us would go for help. Or maybe we would live out the rest of the summer alone at the facility, placing orders with the grocer and the tailor on the headmaster's behalf. I had no sense of how the other boys would want to handle the situation. I released the notion that I should be the one figuring it out. I released the notion that it would need to be figured out at all. Since my arrival, I had been moved through a series of events with very little control over what happened from one moment to the next. I saw my mistake as that of the nervous man in quicksand. All along, I'd been struggling, sinking faster, and wearing myself out. But here was a second chance, an opportunity to amend any errors of judgment and action. I would listen to my brothers at the facility, and I would try to be calm. I would try to rest. Surely, there was a sound mind among them.
2: Like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then maybe the audience will have some keynote questions. Or
0: else
2: I'll talk to each of you. Yeah, so I know all of you. <laughs> yeah, we all know them in this way. Huh? <laughs> um that was great. I what i same. The, well thanks. I mean what I love about of the Wasp is that it's a it's a weird, creepy, eerie world that you only hint at in in what you just read, but which we get really get into as you might imagine. And um, but it's delivered without um, pretense in a way, like it's delivered in this really in in a really nice, straightforward way, in a way that feels kind of invisible to me reading it. You know, um, I guess I wanted to know when you were what what were the times as your friend i want to know like what when were you writing this what was going <laughs> on in the world uh, what was going on in your head hmm. great
0: uh well so when i started it um i started it like four years ago and i wrote the sort of first chapter which is very like like introduction huh? scene to this facility uh and then I had this, I just like, sort of lost track of what I wanted to do, or maybe I didn't know, and I kept having the impulse to make the narrator, I was like, what if he could just, like, open a door and then be in an entirely different boys' adventure every time we opened a door, and I realized that. I was, like, making up, I was like, yeah, I just want to write a different, like, book, so. <laughs> like, go, write that, uh, and I, I tried to do that, and, and so I tried to, like, Took the set this down and started writing this book, which was about this like boy who had this room he could go to and then enter into all these different people's bodies that were living around the world. And it was a uh, terrible piece of garbage uh, that no one should ever read. Um, <laughs> you know, I spent a year and like a half writing it, and it really, really like exercising this wild hair I had. Uh, and I it was desperately, uh, I was editing that manuscript and I was looking through old files for anything that like reminded me why I like to to write things versus this thing that I had just written. Right. Uh, and I read the beginning of this and I was like, oh yeah, like no, he doesn't open the door and go into a different boy's adventure story. He just like is in a orphanage that is, <laughs> let's just see where <laughs> it goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> Could have thought of uh, And so then that, but then that like, uh, that period was like a f- four or five day, like the first draft was just this very intense, like 10 hour a day writing. Period where I was getting these like screaming headaches and drinking water from like a pitch, like a measuring pitcher. That's uh, so to make sure that I had enough water. No, yeah. it was, I've never had anything like this. This is not me being like this is my like badass writing right. process. I like, felt like I might have been like having like a Michael moment, you know? Where I know does, what like, you mean. I mean, maybe it's not Michael. Michael? phenomena. What is? It's another John Travolta movie. <laughs> okay. where like, very talented. Oh, like two John Travolta God. movies where he has tremendous talents. Wow. One he's an angel and one he has a brain tumor that gives him <laughs> genius powers. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So that's kind of what I felt like. A, I, like gonna... a, I felt like an angel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to ask who is Jacob van Uten?
0: Uh, Guten? I, I don't know. That's Brian. He knows how to pronounce it. <laughs> Price, you know. mm-hmm. um, it's uh, a yeah, so that is a character in a Robert Walser book. Okay, the um, one I think one of his only novels, but I might I'm not like a, a okay. um, but one the the only novel I read by Okay, uh, but it's about a boy in a um, facility.
2: So so wait, what was happening in your life that you could work for that kind of hourly thing? I I know that's <laughs> kind of a lame question, but um, whenever writers like oh I wrote this on a dare mm-hmm. in a week and a half it's like no, okay but like what no, you no, know, you
0: worked on it for a long time after yeah. that yeah no, it was not. was we? uh, well me and then like four readers and then you could and eventually you um, okay great. Um, yeah there were this was a uh, the, the five-day period was a good like a, a vomiting <laughs> up of a manuscript that I kind of liked versus the year and a half that I had to vomit and maybe it
1: was too.
0: in I there want. I think it was I just had like a lot of other voices in there.
2: And you got some of the other ones out. Exactly in the yeah. bad book. Yeah, which we won't mention anymore. It's rough.
0: It was called uh, "This Is a Stone,"
2: Oh wow. which was
0: really spoke to how much I felt burdened by
2: <laughs> <on> the project. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it was it was a bad one. Um, you got to do that every now and
2: again. I, guess, I, guess. I get it. Well, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. also like the drafting process is interesting to me because mm-hmm. I was. I was here at Skylight listening to Heidi Julavits read, and then she said that for every book she puts out, there are two or three entire novels that she writes and does not publish. And I, like, my hands went clammy. Because I was like, am I doing it wrong? What the fuck is going on? You know, do you ever have that moment? I'm feeling like I'm doing it wrong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. Okay, good. Next question. Have you ever heard that story about LBJ trying on pants? No. And he and he was like, there needs to be enough space in the crotch for my balls. Well, okay. um, that's one thing that I thought about during the first scene that you read.
0: <laughs> how big the narrator's balls
2: were? <laughs> I mean, it's a child. Connor, <laughs> so how dare you? That's why I'm trying to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, the next question is about Henry James. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Henry James and your acknowledgements as being important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about who that is? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Okay. No, 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 no. The next question is uh, about Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was in a, uh, between undergrad and grad school, yeah. I audited a class on Henry James, and they gave us the American uh, to read as the first book and i read it and then i was like i don't want to do this and so i quit the class <laughs> 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 but like but i read other henry james books and then uh i my father was like, very obsessed with henry james your and, father is yeah
2: well what's your father
0: up to uh he's in prague he's retired uh he just sent me so my wife was recently in new york and he's in new york for like it's a long story but he lives in prague and he's just recently in new york and my wife andy saw him and she was like your dad's sending some books home with me to give to you and it was two tote bags full like <coughs> Eighty percent Saul Bellow books, and I was like, "You think I'm like having her Saul Bellow like, uh, <laughs> the father?" The father. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, that's that's his that's his bag. What um, does he do? Or two bags? He's retired. He was a psychologist. Okay. Um, which I think Henry James's brother was.
2: That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, famously says so Andy. Andy's smart moved to Harvard, so like it's I went to Sarah right Lawrence. So give me a break. Uh, but, so I, I thank Peter James for this particular book because I read um, this book, The Sacred Fount, which a, a friend of mine, Jeremy Davies, recommended that I read, and uh, and I really loved it, but it's also sort of, I was like, what if, uh, it, so it's this this uh, first person novel about this writer who goes to a party and spends the whole book sort of making these extremely elaborate deductions about all the partygoers, uh, and he sort of ultimately, consistently Proved wrong uh, throughout the book, um, and also it's very hard to track sometimes like what uh-huh. his case is. And I was like, okay, so what if he did like a sacred fountain, but it was like a murder that he was trying to work out instead? Like it was like a real, it was like a very, very like active threat that he was trying to sort, like, sort out. Uh-huh. Uh, was the was the sort of seed for this book? Okay. So you have this uh, this narrator who is constantly trying to build this sort of semi-delusional or semi-rational case for what is going on around him as he starts to discover bodies around the facility, which we did not mention yet. There's like a tremendous amount of bodies in lots this book. lots of bodies. Yeah, I read two jokey parts. I right. guess the headmaster is a body, but that's still late in the game.
2: I wish yeah. that there was the there was a great list on the on the galley that had mm-hmm. all the things that are in the book. Do you remember some of the things? Uh
0: profusion of corpse uh, hidden corpses. Hidden corpses. I think. Perfusion of corpses. Oh. Um Possibly murderous headmaster, possibly yeah. murderous narrator, mm-hmm. uh, malevolent twins, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. earnest moments of awkward tenderness. That's nice. You know, yeah. yeah. That was in there. Yeah. Um, Death, yeah. by uh, Death by Garden Death by Gardner. Death by yeah, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. That's a, really a favorite. Maybe my favorite of the dev. <laughs> uh, that's very
0: good. Uh, soft skull. We did it all. They were like, let's do this list. Yeah. They yeah. did it all the books. It's great. Yeah.
2: Good. <laughs> Um, did you ever read that Toby Wolf book, This Boy's Life? I did. What'd you think?
0: I liked it a lot. I mean, I read it a long time ago, and it gave, it filled me with that, like, you know when you read a book, and you're just like, I just want your life instead of mine. Even though it wasn't, it was a sad, there were sad things in the book, but I was like, oh, what a fancy Yeah,
2: it was sad, but it was I like, have, like you know. ah, the
0: dignity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? This <laughs> is my name.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> a part of the crucible that I never got. I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. Your name doesn't say much.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question is about Kafka. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, uh, I, I thought of The Trial. Also a, a psychologist. Bit. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next is. question is about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what about those little children? They're
0: getting older, which is crazy. That's
2: To what. watch happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the difference between movies and books. Hmm. In movies, they get older later in real life, mm-hmm. in books, mm-hmm. they stay the same age.
0: <laughs> I don't know, I feel like this book maybe doesn't say the same
2: Okay. Yeah. The next book <laughs> The next question is about Larry David. Okay. I, I thought a little bit about Larry David while reading your book. What about that?
0: Like what how do I feel about Larry David? <laughs> yeah. The latest the latest season occurred, I thought was like a kinda of whack. I didn't let it. I mean yeah, was... Larry's not here by any chance. No, so,
2: yeah. Larry came to well. skylight to hear you talk well, about.
0: Well we were talking about it today. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, She's gonna ask you about it. No. Um, no, no, I don't know Larry David. Okay. I like him. I will say, okay, so here's what I would say yeah. about Larry David. Okay. He's a real actual connection. Yeah. Uh, an author who is a another like strong influence on this book and like my writing in general is Patty Yumi Catrell.
2: Oh yes He wrote this
0: book, uh, sorry to disturb the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, or disrupt disrupt the Peace Disrupt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, we went to grad school together, and she was someone who I just like glommed onto super hard early on. I was like, you're like, you're the real deal. Like, she I want to learn as much. Yeah, she really is. Uh, and she, and in, in that book, sorry to disrupt, disrupt the piece, uh-huh. she was like, this narrator is Larry David, um, like walking into the situation and sort of like, sort of like haplessly making things worse, huh. um, and but clinging to there. Uh, their idea. of what I can what see doing. it. Yeah. I
2: can totally see it.
0: And so then yeah, I probably just like leech that. A
2: vampire. little bit. Yeah. yeah, I think you took it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's something like uh, you stole it. Yeah. Yeah. You stole that idea from Patty. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Woman writer. That's fine. But it's like, but it is like your character is kind of in a funny way, like on this on this kind of demented track going through yeah. the scene. Yeah. yeah. So like, what do you think about the Haunted Mansion? Like the ride? Yeah.
0: I've never been. I've never been to Disneyland or World. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is why I was so envious of this boy's life. It just seems like a nice time. Rich in California or whatever. There's
2: a lot of, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No. To be rich in California. That yeah. was the thing, you know, when I when I learned that Joan Didion was rich as fuck. I was like, huh. Mm. <laughs> 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 you don't you know, explain a lot uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, so, wait, tell me about the Haunted Mansion and then I will, I'll hit you with a response. To that. I
2: think I wrote it once. Okay. You walk through it. No.
0: So this is something that I just learned, like having never gone to a Disney themed park which i would love to do someday if anybody uh, has has any friends you know anybody who could get into Disney, um, uh, <laughs> that like, most of the ride is the is the preamble is, like waiting in line like the whole like
2: line is the ride and then you go on like a short ride is this not true is that a live well time? no in the way that the line is very long and the yeah, ride yeah.
0: itself is short but then it's filled with like uh things to interact with and like pieces of the story
2: yeah 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 yeah
0: which i mean i only i grew up going to six flags which is just like you literally stand in the heat and get sprayed by a mist every like six minutes and then you get to ride a ride for 30 seconds and Mm. it's magical.
2: You know that that Legionnaire's disease disease was named because some sprayers were spraying on a (gasps) group of Legionnaires?
0: I don't even know what a Legionnaire is. Okay. (laughs)
2: They're like guys that were in a war. Okay. All right. Got it. (laughs) I (laughs) think Jim, Jim, you can help with that. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> Great! It <laughs> like ultimate shame when I said guys that were in a war. <laughs> He'll tell us later. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, That's in that sense, uh, there's a lot of uh, waiting to get to the ride in this book.
2: <laughs> that's not true at all. That's not what I'm saying. But the point is, I, I wanted to ask you about kind of what... Um, what was the deal with your writing last year? What were you working on? Like, what were you thinking about? Because I just wrote, I just read Just Do It, which is admittedly a weird story that I don't know the point of. Uh, did you have a similar experience? Or, or, like, were you writing short stories? Were you writing kind of longer stuff? Or were you up to? Uh,
0: I, did, I it was writing both. Um, I think the biggest thing last year uh, was in a way, I feel like I've always like I've always had this thought, but never sort of had it as much as I was having it last year. Of sort of like what, what are you doing with this? You know, like what is, what would it mean for you to put this thing in the world? And the reason why I was particularly thinking of that is, uh, I think the post-election, I, I wrote a novel that was about a man going like. Like escaping from his wife and going to the beach. I mean, my, I was, my wife is wonderful. Yeah. But like going to like sort out his thoughts on the beach. Yeah. And it's like 200 pages of this man who's like a very, it's called like a bad man at the beach. These are the titles that I give my bad projects. <laughs> um, and like just like sort of like cranking through, you know, these endlessly uh, terrible thoughts and feelings. Yeah. And at the end of it, I was like, this isn't a novel, this is like, you know, therapy or whatever. This is like me processing, not things. Maybe like confronting ideas that I feel are in the world that I don't know what to do with.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that kind of like writing always though?
0: That? Well, that's what I thought until that moment, oh. and then I was like, "But normally, I would finish something that I didn't think was. I, I didn't think it was like uh, this is like a, a wreck. Like this is, doesn't make any sense or whatever. I was just, like, this would. This is something that I needed to do for myself. But if I show this to other people, like then like this guy doesn't need more space in the world. That character. Know? That character doesn't need to be." have people talking like having this conversation around Mm -hmm. him like where people are already having this conversation like this is this is stupid this is just for me Mm -hmm. um and I think I think I mean I've had that with like to a very to a small degree before but then I just felt it really acutely Mm -hmm. uh in the last year Mm -hmm. I was just like you know this just be careful I know I was talking to this writer uh Rian Rian Almakar Scott who wrote a book I think it's called Insurrections Mm um Pima Insurrections? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. And it's great. It's a great collection of short stories. And we, we did an interview and at one point he was just like, I think it's a crime uh, to put out like um, I can't, was it a sort of unfinished idea or like something you haven't thought through all the way. Ah. Like, um, and uh, like, that was something that like, stuck with me ever since mm-hmm. that conversation. And I was like, yeah, but like so much of my sort of artistic career, I was like, this is part of this is being like, I don't know what mm-hmm. this thing is. Um, but it just it really I don't know confronts me with that moment being like you need to like fucking figure it out figure, you know? <laughs> it out. figure something out yeah. I
2: remember, say it again it's
0: a crime to I, this is not a direct quote yeah. but it's a paraphrase it's like it's a crime to put out like an, un, an unfinished idea or right. a un, something you haven't thought through all the way something that you don't know your relationship to fascinating
2: that's
0: what I took from it yeah.
2: well because we're always all, all of us are always working through a number of unfinished ideas yeah 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 Uh,
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, like, it wasn't something that I necessarily was like I hundred percent agree, but I was like, I see the tremendous value of that statement, and like, it's something that I have not. That's a standard I've never like held, like put put to myself. Right. Um, Right. uh, In fact, I like the standard that I would put to myself is like how how much how unfinished Mm -hmm. can it be and feel finished, you know? Uh Uh, Which I suddenly like. I just feel like in the last uh, two years. Particularly, uh, I've seen the danger of that.
2: Yeah. Well, there's like an aloof kind of quality to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, in my work, I found that I, the more I do it, and I've, you've got six books, I've got five books, and so we're just so. like cranking. Boom! Oh. that's a baker's dozen. Oh, that's two less than a baker's dozen. Yeah, that's a
0: shitty baker. Yeah.
2: The point is that, that it's like, oh, what was I going to say? What, what? <laughs> the next question is about the. High Globetrotters. Uh-huh. <laughs> are they still doing it?
0: I don't know. I know that they make uh, appearances in, uh, in, in, in entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I've seen them in some cartoons. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think... I don't, they yeah. are in Korea. They're in Korea. they were in Korea. they were in Korea. What were they doing in Korea? Rob with the basketball guy. That's Rob. with the basketball guy. Yes, Rob. Yeah. Uh, the basketball right. guy right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there you go. There it is, yeah. So they're still around. And they're out there doing work.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean we're not in Korea. No. North or South. No. Fine. What else I gonna say? Uh
0: just while you're thinking about that, I recently wa- I watched uh The Sacrifice. Have you guys seen the this, this Tarkovsky movie? Yeah. Uh it's a great movie. Uh but I watched it on Sunday, which was like a crazy day to watch it after the Hawaii thing. Uh, and just okay. being like, what it like how many like desperate people like <laughs> Thought they murdered a child and burned their house down on the stage. Spoiler. <laughs> it's great movie, you guys should watch it. Don't worry about it. It's not a spoiler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the number I, I was on I went I did a reading and assessment the night of the Hawaii thing and the number of people usually when I say hail Satan on the stage everyone's mm-hmm. like wow but the number of people that responded and perpetuated the hail Satan thing was a lot. <laughs> I, I I think something's happening.
0: Satan's uh, on the rise.
2: Satan's real. So. um... I think we should do audience questions. Yeah. What are the next questions from you guys? Yes. Yes, Out of all the times
0: that you thought you were doing it wrong, how many of those times were you actually doing it wrong, and do you know what you were doing (laughs) wrong? Uh, I mean, I think I was probably doing it wrong all of those times, to some
2: degree. (laughs) But you mentioned, like, at least two or three failed projects just now, so.
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely, um, I would say five novel, manuscripts uh that are absolute garbage they like, not worth any time and th- in a way that makes me like i mean I, you think about like writers who sort of like troves are brought out later uh and
2: like the archives
0: yeah yeah the archives or like or like um pale king or something like uh, that uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and you're just like they, they never will just admit that this would be the most humiliating thing for this oh, person to, to witness if right. they were alive. Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot about people I don't know, but, like, I mean, from my experience, if anyone looked at any of these five books, I feel like they would immediately lose any goodwill they brought to other books that like, they put in the world. They're just like, oh, shit, that's. Just a mess. Do
2: you have a plan where Andy's gonna like drill your hard drive and burn your manuscripts and
0: stuff? She'll just do that. She's not gonna, like, I mean, okay. if, she, if I go She'll first, she's definitely gonna be like, nobody needs to okay. know that he exists. Great. <laughs> <Let's do it laughs> hard. Um, I have
2: a question for you. You. Um, you. You brought up the Hell Satan thing. A What's the Hell Satan thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, sure. I <laughs> just like just an there's interest. There's 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 right? interest in yeah. Satan. Satan. Yeah, I'm just like reading a lot more about Satan and okay. thinking like, you yeah, know, maybe there's something to it. You know, <laughs> and, and I just kind of like play in those waters. I'm oh, okay. It's warm, shallow, and you can be, and nobody notices. And... You're all for it. Yeah, there's a lot of Satanists in Burbank. Yeah, i live in Burbank. Well, there you go. So okay. right. I mean, the goths are there. There's a great occult, apocalypse. there. Tim Burton obviously, uh, yeah, uh, has a studio up there, right? He doesn't live up there. Right. He's from there. He's from there. And that's like what all of his stories are about. See a Satanist? Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's just terrified of Burbank. And like, suburbia is the most scary thing in the course, mm-hmm. according to Tim Burton, because he grew up in Burbank. It makes sense, which is super scary. But the goths uh, are always in Burbank. Yeah. And it's very hot up there, and so you'll see a lot of yeah. signs in front of, like, goth shops, magic stores, apothecary stuff, it's, like, occult shops, that are like, we have air conditioning, please come in. And, like, everyone in, like, leather dusters is like, okay. We at dark delicacies, there's, like, a we have AC. Yeah, because yeah. you, when you're painted up, it's like there's not a lot of, like, like you don't get a lot of, like, air flow. through the So pickup. it's like Hail Satan, but also Hail Central Air Conditioning. So you're... That is my aesthetic. Exactly. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Okay.
0: We have more time for more questions. Um, I just want to revisit your question real quick, and just say that oh. like I, if you look like a like a sporty man, like you're good at sports, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> uh, by which I mean fit and handsome. Um, like sportly. I, sportly. Uh, okay. Sportish. Um, sportly. But like I always think about like writing and have like a close relationship to it uh, that I had with sports when I was a kid. I was like, a okay, I was trying a lot, you know, and like I was, people were like, Yeah, you do it this way, do it this way, do it this way, and I am trying all these things and I would never hit the ball. But then, like, one time I would hit the ball and you would just feel it physically, like, Oh shit, like that's, that's the feeling that they've been like trying to get from me for six months, like through all this coaching and you know, all this like, whatever, making me run in circles and stuff. Yeah. And I would just sort of accidentally hit it. Um, but the great thing about writing is that like, you get to do all the misses, or, private, or for me at least, I get to do them all privately, and then every now and then I hit the ball and I feel it physically, and i it's like, oh yeah, like that, that feels like it's actually like, sort of going toward the fence, or like, that was the thing that people like, look for in this project, uh, is that it doesn't, that you don't just with it, you know? <laughs> which, I, which I did a lot. I feel like the word
2: is athletic. Athletic,
0: sport, <laughs> not, sport, sports, not, sport not sportly. Sport. <laughs> not sportly. <laughs> <Sports league? laughs> I mean, who's describing him? You or me?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Bye. So, um, so literary people rip are in Hollywood, but I, I really, I mean,
0: I guess Hollywood's working on literary people too. I guess there's this fair exchange going on and because, you guys would be really cool to ask about that, and, and especially
2: the Los Angeles literary relationship to Hollywood. Um, Mm. Just, like, you know, yeah, the LA relationship to Hollywood. Well, you're adapting a thing. You're adapting a thing. Mm. Um, we're like, um, we're working on some stuff, you know. Wow.
0: You okay. <laughs> got some. I signed a bunch of secret contracts. Oh. <laughs> the NDAs are here. Uh no. So uh, uh the production company Film Science optioned uh, Paint Day. Uh, To be, it was written and directed, or written and to be directed by Michael Johnson, who's here in the audience tonight. Oh, yeah.
2: Yay! I'm excited because Thanksgiving is great. You guys should get
0: into it if you like weird westerns. Uh, It's going to be a great movie. Um, Yeah. And And you wrote it? No, no, Michael wrote it, and I worked on it with him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a cool take on the material. It's really really different, but uh, also keeps a, sort of a lot of the core project intact. I think, and it's going to be strange and cool and weird. And it, for me, it was just this tremendous learning process. Where, like, I was going into a uh, a situation where everybody knew what they were doing, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, can I like hang out and like, try and you know, was like, oh, maybe try this, you know. Um, and so I don't know if I necessarily have a lot to say about it, other than it's been great so far. Yeah. And I'm really excited.
2: Oh, <laughs> nice. This is our all creative connection. Uh, I've been in the writer's room on Mr. Robot, a show about technology hackers.
0: So how does it end?
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, it ends with me figuring out how to be in a writer's room which is a Mm big thing after going from like a really solitary career and even in because I was like oh I used to work in advertising I can do this I've been in advertising where you sit and you riff and you go back and forth and you come up with things and the things are usually about toilet paper or whatever and and then you go on but there's something about being in a like a in like a um, Hollywood kind of in like a TV room and you're like if you're doing it you're putting your I don't know for me, I'm putting my whole self into it. I'm like, here's something real about human interaction and the way that this this like guy who's like completely like he's half computer basically, here's how he would interact with this woman who like wants the best for him but is like scared of what he's possible what's, what's possible. And at the end of the day I'm like, here's something I believe that's true about interaction and reality and, and people and then my boss is like, You're wrong <laughs> I'm like, fuck, okay cool and then I just like come up with a different idea and just like that 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 process it's like in writing I think that I don't you, you can talk about this too maybe it's like when I'm writing if an, if an idea occurs to me and I'm like that's a weird that's a strange idea that's that seems out of bounds or like that seems like not something I would say I kind of like I'm more more likely to go towards that um, first idea best idea kind of thing like 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 a dreamlike state you say like well, what can I do? What's going on here that I'm thinking about like in in the in the story? I read the guy leaves and then he goes and looks at a pigeon. Like, What the fuck is that about? I don't know and and maybe it'll be gone by the time it actually goes somewhere if it ever does but but like uh, there, there's some like impulse thing but but Hollywood is the opposite of that. It's like you take that stuff and you like beat the shit out of it until it becomes like a steel drum, you know? It's like dooby dooby doobo dooby dooby doo. Do you have that experience? <laughs> uh,
0: well as someone who does not write in Hollywood.
2: <laughs> but have you ever played a steel drum?
0: Uh, yes, no I have. Yes. Many, many times. Cool. Yeah. Is it, it like... is exactly like
1: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, more questions or I think, um, I think we have time for one more. Oh shit.
1: Colin, how,
2: how do you use running? Because I know you run every day, right? So yeah. So is it like clearing the mind, not thinking about work? Or are you getting inspiration?
0: Um, it's, I guess it's sort of ultimately both, you know? Um, questions about running, how do you use questions it? Questions about running, how do you use it? Um, I... I think for me it is a emotional stabilizer in a lot of ways, um, which is helpful uh, when writing because it's like if I'm something you need the emotions but it's also if you're just a mess then like it doesn't you know it's pretty hard to make anything that makes sense. Um, So I use that as a way of kind of balancing that out. Also, but like while you're out there, like once you're about a couple miles in and that stuff starts to quiet down start looking around and uh there's a peaceful kind of observant state that arrives especially if you're running outside aaron and i went running in marco very recently uh and it was absolutely gorgeous we saw something white in the sky and we didn't know what it was we thought it was an alien i mean, later later found out it was a weather balloon yeah. they actually are out there it's a true thing um, and yeah so sometimes ideas will sort of bubble up there our solutions to problems but i have the, the real uh issue of if I'm like not writing and I come up with an idea that I think is good or a solution to a problem, when I return to writing, it goes away and it just it just fails. Um, so it really is finding, it's like trying to recreate the feeling that happens all the time elsewhere while actually making the work. And I'm very bad at the project of, um, no, I have this idea and I need this, this is the idea I need to get right, so I will keep hammering away at it, which I think is a lot of uh, the, the way that a lot of writers work. And it's... It's Really rewarding, it's great for me. The more I hammer away at something, the, w- the worse it gets for sure. Um, and so, that's something like with this book or with other books where it suddenly starts to click. It's like the closer I can stay to the impulse that, uh, that felt right, like the, the better, you know. And that's why I will write so many failed projects, it's, it's like I'll just follow this, I'll just follow this, I'll just follow this and see where it goes. Does that have anything to do with running? Mm-hmm. I run a lot. I run every day. <laughs> that was
2: good. Oh, I think we did a good job. I think you did a really
1: good Yay! job. Yay! Thank you, much for having us. Thank you, great. Thank you so much for the discussion. We're always happy to have you here. Um, we have the books available at the register. We'd love it if you bought the books first before you get them inside. Um, and what I'll do is I'll move all the stuff out of the way. I'll bring out a table for them to, uh, to sign behind. As you can see, they're very nice people. Oh, <laughs> so feel free to check them up and um, enjoy the story. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks,
0: everyone.